Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Revelation chapter 9. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss, and out of the smoke locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions on the earth. They were told not to harm the grass or the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. And the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it strikes. During those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the thundering of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. They had tails with stingers like scorpions, and in their tails they had power to torment people for five months. They had as a king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon and in Greek is Apollyon, that is, destroyer. The first woe is past. Two other woes are yet to come. The sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the mounted troops was twice ten thousand times ten thousand. I heard their number. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. The power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails were like snakes, having heads with which they inflict injury. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot hear, see, or walk. They did not repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. In the last chapter, I introduced the idea that the judgments that are poured out in the book of Revelation, many of them have similarities to the plagues that were poured out on Egypt. And I also mentioned um, that the plagues that were poured out on Egypt were localized these plagues in the book of Revelation are universal. They're, they're poured over the whole earth. 
I mentioned the fact that at a certain point during the plagues in the Exodus account, the people of God began to be exempted from the effects of the plague being poured out. The same thing happens here. It doesn't happen in the first plague that's revealed in this chapter, but it happens in the second one. So the first plague is similar to the the plague of darkness that occurred in the book of Exodus. That was the ninth plague in the Exodus account. But here we read in verse 1, The fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. So the sun and sky were darkened. Once again, the ninth plague in Egypt was darkness. Here we have darkness as a plague being poured out on the earth. In verse 3, And out of the smoke, so just continuation of the plague of darkness, out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth. Now, the locusts, have we seen them before? Yes, in fact, we have. The locusts were poured out in the Exodus account as the eighth plague. Just I want to read to you briefly from Exodus chapter 10. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested in all the coast of Egypt. They were very grievous. Before them, there were no such locusts as they were, neither after them shall there ever be any locusts like them. And so this was a horrific locust plague in Egypt, but this is something different now occurring in the book of Revelation. So these locusts came out of the smoke. They came down on the earth. They were given power like scorpions. That's new. In verse 4, they were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only to harm those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Remember, I previously said that the seal in the time that this was written indicates ownership. And so those who are sealed with the seal of God, previously we talked about the 144,000 that had been sealed with the seal of God. Here we have people who have not been sealed with the seal of God that are subject to these plagues. Conversely, those who have been sealed by the seal of God are no longer subject to this plague that's being poured out, these locusts who sting like scorpions. So God is making a difference between his people and the other people on the earth who have not been sealed with the seal of God. So those who are not sealed, those that do not belong to God, verse 5, they were not allowed to kill them but only to torture them for five months. And the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it strikes. Note that if you and I are here, friend, and we belong to the Lamb of God, we are exempt from this torture and this agony that the people will suffer from these locusts. But those who don't know Jesus, those who don't have a relationship with Jesus, will be subject to it. Now, these locusts are are natural and supernatural. There's a supernatural aspect to this as well. We read in verse 6, During those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They'll long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. Verse 11, The locusts had a king over them. The angel of the abyss. Now, that, of course, alludes, the abyss alludes to hell. So the angel of the abyss would be the devil, Lucifer. Um, Verse 11 says, the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon and in Greek is Apollyon. Those two words mean destroyer. So the angel of the abyss, the destroyer, is king over these locusts. Somehow, uh, the devil or some very powerful demonic entity, if not the devil himself, has authority to direct these locusts. 
But their authority does not extend to the people of God who have been sealed by God on their foreheads. I assume that this is a spiritual mark and not a tattoo or some kind of visible thing to humanity. But the spiritually inspired locusts will recognize the the spiritual mark, the seal of God, and uh, God's people will be protected. Next, the sixth angel blows the sixth trumpet. In verse 13, the sixth angel sounded his trumpet. And I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates, and the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. So the plague of death is released on a third of mankind. Uh, These angelic beings come out, these uh, angels of death, kill not just a third of Egypt, but a third of the entire planet. The tenth plague in Egypt was the death of the firstborn. Here they're killing a third of mankind. And so it's a horrific magnification of the tenth plague on Egypt to extend to a third of all mankind. Man, woman, and child, every tribe, tongue, and nation. Verse 16 The number of the mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number. The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of their horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire and smoke and sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by these three plagues. Uh, fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouth. So the killing of a third of mankind, the vehicle of this destruction, was this massive army on horses or what resembled horses. And fire, smoke, and sulfur were the actual cause of death. We don't know the, the nature of the fire, smoke, and sulfur, but once again, the plague of death is poured out on the earth. But notice there's still no repentance after all of these horrific outpourings of God's judgment. In verse 20, it says, the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent. They still did not stop worshiping demons. Uh, They still did not repent of their murders or their magic, just like in Egypt. Remember, they had magic arts. Here, there's magic arts. Uh, They didn't repent of their sexual immorality or their thefts. They didn't repent of their murders or their sorceries or thefts, or immorality. So these things are end-time sins. Murder will increase. Magic arts will increase. Sexual immorality will increase. The worshiping of demons will increase. A sorcery will increase. Thefts will increase. Um, all of these things are, are end-time phenomenon that the wicked will continue in the midst of God's judgment being poured out. The intent of heaven is that mankind would repent and turn to heaven toward Jesus for mercy. But the people here are not showing repentance. They're showing contempt for Almighty God. And um, what will it take for them to repent? I want to pray now into this scripture. Lord, I thank you that there is a difference between the people of God and the people of the world during times of your judgment being poured out. I thank you, Lord, that you will never leave us or forsake us, that you'll be with us, in times of trouble. And Lord, in some of these difficulties that are being poured out, you said that the people of God will once again be exempt. Lord, we pray for those who are now worshiping demons, those who are into magic and sorcery. Cause them to repent now while there's still a chance before the judgment of God comes on the earth. Lord, we pray that the hearts that we love would yield 
to your kindness and repent and be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.